You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Life is full of amazing moments. Some make you laugh, some make you cry, and some are just downright brutal. I'm Rachel Burchett, and this is my Brutal Life. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of My Brutal Life. And I'm here in the studio today with my co-host, JG. What up? Do people, they, I should say that stands for Jeremy Griffin. I mean, it's okay if you don't. <laughs> so, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's good to have you today. I have people calling me JG now more frequently, which is kind of weird. Really? It's uh, not weird, weird. Like, uh, growing up, I got that a lot. Really? I mm-hmm. like JG and me, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's fun. And then I thought you meant Jeremy the guy. Oh, (laughs) Jeremy the guy. We're going to go with it. All right. I'm Jeremy the guy. Jeremy the the guy. guy. And then I am really excited about this podcast today. Um, It's going to be extremely informative and educational. And I have my wonderful friend here, Marsha McAllister. Welcome, Marsha. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for doing this. Thank you. I'm honored to have you here today. Mm honored to know you you have brought so much um depth to my life and education and you have really shown me the father's heart Mm. you were one of the first ones that said you can pray to have god's heart god to manifest his love do you remember that time i do not oh my goodness and but i thoroughly believe that you did and and you said in tangible ways and i'm like Mm -hmm. and you said you would tell your clients all the time just pray mm-hmm. and have god to manifest his love for you and people would show up with flowers you know they, they would get unexpected flowers or gifts and i don't know if i ever told you this but i left that connect group and went home driving home really repented for seeking the hand of god and not living in the heart of god mm. and asked god would he manifest his love to me and do you know i got a car i got a car <sighs> given to me i did that's amazing. I did. That was in that you, we had that connect group somewhere because we broke for the summer. Mm-hmm. So that had to have been in like March or April of 2016. And that September I had a 2011 Honda Accord given to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I knew, and you said when it shows up, you will know, yes. you will know. Mm-hmm. And I was so overwhelmed with feeling God's heart for how much he loved me Mm -hmm. that I tell people that all the time, all the Mm -hmm. time. And then it's just, it just, it never stops. It likes, it's like that prayer is still alive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always say that is amazing, but he does it all the time. So you would think that we wouldn't be amazed, but it's when he does it, it's such a heart Mm. blessing that it feels that way every day. Single Every time it time. hit my heart in a way I had never, I'd never known love like that. Mm-hmm. And so pure, so crisp, so clean, so raw and so overwhelming, so overwhelming. And yeah, I still live in that. So thank you for that. Mm, you're welcome. Thank you. And Anytime. I passed that wisdom on. So tell me a little bit about yourself. About myself. How far back you want me to go? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's an hour. We can do a part two. <laughs> well, I've been on this earth quite a bit longer than you two. That's where we get wisdom from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I expect to get more and more mm-hmm. and more productive the older I get. I'm and I expect gonna, to get I'm more and more wisdom from you the older you get. <laughs> so I, I never felt called to do this, to counsel, mm-hmm. until I was in my 20s. Really? And got frustrated with ministry to women because I didn't know what to do. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So through all that... Um, you know, the spirit called me and mm-hmm. told me, yes, I want you in school. Mm. And now as I look back, I realize it that, um, yeah, the education was there, mm-hmm. but that's not why we, he had me do, do that. It. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. You know, there were other reasons that I didn't know yet, you know, but begin to unfold. Yes. And people I needed to see and help that, uh, they wouldn't have listened to me. Right. If I didn't have that credential. So what kind of counselor are you? I am called an LPC. That's a licensed professional counselor, mm-hmm. and I'm licensed to practice in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And we probably see a majority of those that go into 
uh, to receive treatment in the mental health field. Okay. You do trauma counseling. I'm a trauma therapist. Therapist. Uh-huh. Yes. That's probably my first love. Is it? And that's not that I cause trauma. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But I do love to help people that have experienced trauma. Stir it up. Make them deal with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> bring it to the surface. That's the last thing they want to do, but they usually wait until they can't stand it anymore. Right. But there's good news. You know, they don't have to live with it. Yeah. And you do EMDR. That's the yes. first time I'd ever... I had had uh, some working knowledge of those word, letters, and I'm like, hey, what's it called? RDM? You know, kind of that. Mm-hmm. And then you said it, and I was like, EMDR. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about mm-hmm. that. EMDR actually stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Okay. Um, a lady named uh, Dr. Frances Shapiro began that technique um, back in the, I believe, late 80s, early 90s. It's, so in our in any field, you would say this is a very new, but yet it's not to me. Okay. Um, I was trained to do that in 1999. And um, it's actually a bilateral processing technique okay. that helps the brain to process information in a different way than it does when we just think about something or talk about it. Those two things are left brain. Yeah. Talk therapy is left brain. Mm -hmm. And our left brain, you know, they have certain functions in them, although they do function together, but they do have separate things. And when we're faced with uh, a threat, Mm -hmm. and this is where trauma comes, why we name it trauma. Mm -hmm. And so it's a threat either to our physical body Mm -hmm. or our emotional integrity. And so, you know, if somebody doesn't see me and what they want just, you know, annihilates me as a person, that's a trauma. Right. Because what's trauma for you may not be trauma Mm -hmm. for me. Exactly. Because we all take it in differently. So it's Mm -hmm. very subjective, too. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's some things that are obviously trauma to everybody. Right. You know. Right. And so the brain actually stores that in a different place Mm. than normal everyday things. And the right brain is our experiential brain and our left brain is our thinking i call it our executive part of our brain but it actually puts meaning to the experience interesting but uh, when we're in a trauma we don't have time to really stop and think about oh now what do i need to do to protect myself Mm -hmm. and we just can't do that Mm -hmm. so that part of the brain is actually shut down and on that on the left brain it holds our logic our reasoning Mm -hmm. and that's just completely offline it just goes offline and the right brain will grab a hold of every piece of information that's there. Of the ex- thing that you're of experiencing. what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and all this happens in milliseconds. Right, right. You know, because our brain is fascinating. Right. You know, how God created us to be. And it begins to dump literally thousands of chemicals into the brain to get us ready to... Fight, flight, or freeze. That's what... That's how we hear it, you know. So all those chemicals are going, uh, adrenaline's going. So our blood flow is changing. It's Mm -hmm. going to our muscles. Our heart Mm -hmm. rate's changing. Our breathing's changing. Mm -hmm. And until that threat's gone, we can't come back and have a recovery phase. So then your left brain is offline. It's off. So there's nothing there. Remember, it it gives Mm -hmm. meaning. There's nothing there to help the person. Wow. Makes sense of what's happening. And it's stored apart from that, too. But, you know, when our brain gets triggered with something similar, and that can be through any of our senses, Mm -hmm. through a meaning of it, or maybe a a feeling in the body, Mm -hmm. um, that will trigger the brain. It'll open that up and all those reactions, responses come. something could happen to me, and let's just say I'm in a horrible car wreck, Mm -hmm. and somebody dies. Mm -hmm. And when the car wreck hit, um, let's just say... A, throw a song out, Jeremy. A song was on the radio. Throw a song out. <laughs> the devil went down to Georgia. Okay. The devil went down to Georgia. That's pretty intense. <laughs> I know, that's why I was like, oh gosh, here's my chance. I got to come up with something crazy. That's not the, even my best the, the work. Devil, okay. So let, you got another one. We'll go see what the devil went down to Georgia. So yeah, go with that That one. song is playing, you know, cruising down the road, massive accident happens. Um, somebody passes away and you go through all the, you know, all the stuff happens in your body and you go through time, you know, doesn't necessarily heal all pain. And then every time I hear the devil, I can't, I can't listen to the devil went down to Georgia. You'll hear people say, I can't Mm -hmm. listen to that song. Mm -hmm. I can't listen because they may not know 
it's triggering the trauma again. Mm-hmm. So how do they move through that? Mm-hmm. Well, they can. Right. That's for sure. Right. Um, now, many people like that will not ever no. seek Connected. any help or, or question that. They'll just think that's the way it is and I have to put up with it. Oh, and just you know? never listen to that song. Mm-hmm. Or some people say, I'll never fly. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, mm-hmm. how paralyzing that is to live that way. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. And so usually I see people when they've done everything they know how to do. Okay. And they don't know what else to do. Or they're so miserable. Or maybe they've dealt with depression anxiety mm-hmm. all their life and they can't and they don't even aren't even aware that that contributes to it no. and so they may come in for one reason and then as we start to look there's a lot of unresolved trauma and even now this can even affect a baby really you know if they're in that car and this music yeah, is yeah. playing and this is real interesting they don't have words but they have sensations yeah and sounds so wow. many times you'll hear people say i remember I just, I just hate this, but I don't know why, or I can't mm-hmm. stand the taste of that. And a lot of times it goes back to something like that, you know? Wow. I always joke about my husband, he always hated fish. Uh-huh. I think I, okay, tell that story. I remember yeah. that story. Yeah, he just hated it. Uh-huh. And so as I was learning, I was actually learning how to do brain, brain spotting, spotting mm-hmm. you know, which is a little different than the EMDR, yeah. but it all kind of works together. And he's always my guinea pig. <laughs> And I'll tell him, hey, honey, I'm learning this new technique. You want to help? He goes, oh, sure. <laughs> Never knows what he's going to get What's into. What's going to come out? <laughs> so we sat down and I said, okay, we got to test it. So I got a can of tuna. Mm-hmm. I stuck it under his nose and he almost threw that can across the room. He said, I can't stand that. Get it away. Get it away. Wow. So this time I actually did the brain, brain spotting, spotting mm-hmm. on him. So we went through started to go through the technique and he could tolerate it one second because we found kind of where Where it was where it was and so i i had to pull in which you can use these same things with the mdr by the way okay uh i had to pull in a good memory that felt Mm -hmm. so good to him and Mm -hmm. that was of course holding our granddaughter Mm -hmm. you know so we found where that was and he would in his brain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we would focus on that he felt good and then i'd say okay we're going to go back over here but we're going to do it for one second mm-hmm. and i'm going to count it so don't look away mm-hmm. so he did that it took us like 25 minutes and i would go then to two seconds to three seconds until we got it to where he said oh well it didn't bother me anymore he could smell the tuna. So now I got the tuna. <laughs> you get to eat tuna. So we're going to test this. Very, very self-serving. I'm just, just going to throw that out there. I need you to like sushi. Mm-hmm. Let's do some brain spotting. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what it does, because I really grabbed on to the brain spotting mm-hmm. and I use that. Do you? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I use that. Um, in fact, with April Holland, she was on the podcast last night. We did brain spotting with the grief and that she had, had not processed. Um, but EM, so you're you're saying that EMDR works the same way, but it's bilateral movements. Well, it has some of the similarities. Similar, it's all okay. the brain, okay. after all. You know? And it's it's getting the left brain and the right brain to work together. Exactly. To bring sense mm-hmm. and logic and reasoning to that trauma. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to, to do. do. So as we bring something up, and we're actually accessing both sides of the brain, so in a way we're forcing both parts to work together. And depending on the person, mm-hmm. how much they can tolerate that or not. And what, what that's actually doing is it's building neural pathways. Across, you and said kind of the meridian of the brain. It's going over there. And so as they're building that, it's giving them more of what they need. It's fascinating. And because nobody bothered to tell the brain, hey, that's not happening anymore. That was 10 years ago. Wow. You know? So we do that. And there's a lot more that goes with it. Right. You know, you've got cognitions you've right. got feelings in our body yep sensations you, in our body what mm-hmm. they call that this suds level mm. suds level yes uh-huh. yeah it is i'm a good student that's a, I, I haven't <laughs> haven't used that term in a really long time <laughs> you so. just say one to ten yeah so we're kind of talking in generals yeah yeah um but i um i've i have learned so much about inner healing and taking what I've learned from sitting under your teaching and really kind of applying it to myself Mm -hmm. and letting God, um, bring memories from my past. Like I had of a memory that I would have never given it this term, but 
when Holy Spirit brought that memory to the surface, I had fragments of it. I have I had I had parts of it, but I knew it wasn't good. And when the I Holy Spirit basically said this was that, and I'm not going to say it on air, but if this is what that was. I was I'm kind of a weirdo because I like finding places in my life that weren't they were kind of weird that just didn't fit and I began to heal and I in my journaling time God said to me you got to make peace with your past so you can live the rest of your life in peace Mm -hmm. and I have learned that when I God brings a memory up in my world that I can go back in that memory and I don't know if you said it or if Anna said it and you can you said did holy did holy spirit say anything else about that memory and I said no and he said he probably did you said he probably doesn't want you to know then and I said well I really don't want to know anything Mm -hmm. but again I don't know if it was you or Anna has said you can go back and ask Holy Spirit where he was Mm -hmm. when that was happening Mm -hmm. and using my imagination to bring him because he's a God he never leaves us or forsakes us and even though trauma happens and abuse happens and things happen he was there definitely he was, he was there, there. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't see him because of all the swirling toxicity mm-hmm. so I learned to realize uh, when he takes me back to that memory you know if I was 16 and now I'm 47 my 47 year old girl woman can go back and talk to that with his guidance and counseling that 16 year old girl and what do you want to say to her mm-hmm. and 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 he's and ask show me holy spirit where were you mm-hmm. when this was happening and he began to replace that traumatic memory with healing and then i hear i i, I remember it differently i feel it differently and it's almost like i get to take that piece of my heart that was broken and i get to the little 16 year old gets to give the 47 year old me her heart and we get to pull it into the future and exactly try to live uh-huh. wholeheartedly. Yeah. And your brain is actually changing. Really? As you're doing that. Yeah. How we think, what we do, and we can change our brain until wow. the day we die. So if our, our brain is full of negative thinking, if you could actually get in there and look at it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we've seen this, mm-hmm. you know, in different that, scans yes. and stuff. Um, with negative thinking, it kind of looks like a mess in there. Yeah, it really does. And the more that happens, the more it kind of builds more of its own kind. Mm, you know, like, and so the opposite is true when we have the truth. You know, mm-hmm. pe- the world sometimes calls it positive thinking, mm-hmm. which it is, but sure, it's truth. Sure, you know, mm-hmm. and and I believe the truth is what God says it is. Right. So He created us that when we have that, it looks really good in there. It mm. Looks very well ordered and like this healthy map. Yes, yeah. and as we begin to do that, we can build new roads, mm. and those others become overgrown and just kind and just of disappear. obsolete. Yes. Do you know who Dr. Adam at a- Amen is? Mm-hmm. Dr. I Amen, do. Mm-hmm. do you do you study his material or have you read any? I'm of his very stuff? familiar with it, with him. I yes. love mm-hmm. his material. Mm-hmm. Um, he does the spec scans. Is yes, it he spec does. scans. And so Brain I have specs. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. And he said he went into that because it was the only field that we didn't take a picture of our brain. Exactly. And those, and I, I can't recall off the top of my head, but they actually show a different type of function. Yeah, it it's might like be color. The, it's, it's in color, but it indicates, um, I don't know if it's the emotions or what other things that we use normally don't do that. I know. And so it like he'll talk about a ring of fire around the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got to looking at different um, types of spec scans that he was doing of addicts and uh, people who had been exposed to certain chemicals or people who had been in abusive lifestyles and people who and looking at them going, wow, I mean, that really affects your brain. Mm -hmm. And my life, one of my life scriptures was that I could have the mind of Christ. Yes, I'm one, I got it. I have the mind of Christ because I didn't. Mm-hmm. I ended up dropping out of high school and always felt um, inadequate as far as book knowledge. And so I thought, well, I can have the mind of Christ, and that's a really big mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it all kind of started fitting together. But I, I wanted to talking about the mind. I wanted one of the topics I wanted to highlight with you is the topic of narcissism yes. because there's all this information swirling out there and it's such a loosely used word, mm-hmm. you know, and there's like medically diced, dosed narcissism and what that, what the brain looks like for that. And then, Oh, he's narcissistic or she's got narcissistic, you know, personality traits. And so 
and I've heard you talk a little bit about that. So I wanted to really highlight that. And so you to bring some content and understanding mm-hmm. to us. Is okay. it, <clears throat> excuse me, is it okay if we go back just real quick? Yeah, go I, ahead. Some, Absolutely. Because I do want to get into that yeah, big go right time. Ahead. But I, I thought it was interesting. I'm, I know growing in, in life in general, you'd hear people say, I just haven't, you know, haven't processed that yet. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people understand what that even means. I, I no, certainly didn't. Mm-hmm. It's like, what does process it mean? I know yeah. this happened to me. What What's next? You mm-hmm. know? So I found myself um, roughly 15 years ago, I was working uh, with Rachel and I actually quit uh, working at the church, took a sabbatical um, that I didn't plan on. <laughs> uh, to stay alive. Like mm-hmm. I was just not my wits end. I had anxiety issues and I didn't recognize it for what it was at the time. Cause there, I always blamed it on all these external things going on there. And, and those were relevant, but I found myself 10 years later starting to feel the same stuff. Mm. And I'm like, all right, well I can, I can continue to blame the external, but if I'm feeling the same stuff, it's probably more mm-hmm. than just that. So I sought counseling and I remember my counselor <laughs> just, she's like, wow, you're really open. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on, but I'd like to. And so we just talked and, and I, and it, and I'm saying this cause I want people who hear this to, to figure out how they can recognize in themselves That's a good. need for mm-hmm. this. Um, for me, it was, why am I anxious? Why do I feel like I'm going to die? Mm-hmm. That doesn't, there's no logic attached mm-hmm. to that. And, uh, and what in talking with my counselor at the time, I had, had scheduled to go to a green shoe retreat and I was waiting to get to that. Uh, so I met with her three or four times and <clears throat> in talking, I cried about something like whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And she says, Hey, let's, let's press into that. And then I'm realized, okay, this is, this is what this processing, is processing looks like. Mm-hmm. Then we did EMDR. Mm-hmm. And so she put these things in my hands and <laughs> she explained everything <laughs> that you just said. And, and we start talking and, and, and what it really, you know, as, as we've laid it out, it's, it's re I love that it's, it is what it is. Eye movement, desensitization, is that right? Yes, uh, 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 reprocessing, yeah. reprocessing. We call it, I haven't processed that. No, it's really you need good. to reprocess really, really, that's it. I love, I yes. love that because what that. you've done to this point, your process of it was immature, undeveloped, right? Cause most of it's trauma. That's not all of it, mm-hmm. but so much of it originates when you're young. Yeah. And, uh, and so <laughs> you just processed it literally in the moment and stuck it on this part of your mm-hmm. brain. And so to go back through it and using both sides of your brains, let's let the whole thing work together. Right. Right. So anyway, it was really awesome. Uh, has made a huge difference in my life just doing a couple sessions of that mm-hmm. um, and things that I used to say this because I had never met my biological father and I realized like I would tell people they go oh that's terrible and I'm like well I mean maybe he could have been a jerk I don't right. know, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so it wasn't until after going through therapy and uh, spending time at the retreat that I was doing a podcast um uh, and somebody asked me who had the biggest impact in my life. And I immediately said, my dad. Oh, the absence mm. thereof. Mm. Yeah. And obviously I still mm. process it now, but, <laughs> but it was realizing that, mm. yeah, he had a huge impact on mm-hmm. me. His absence drove a lot of things in my life. And so mm-hmm. I think there are men and women both who simply just live life. They'll see a commercial for Integris and start crying. And they're yeah. like, yeah. oh, I'm just so weepy. No, you that's touching something, something that you yeah, haven't exactly. processed. Right. Right. Exactly. And so those are the sim- symptoms. Cause I found myself where it started for me was, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. was, uh, mm. hearing my firstborn's heartbeat mm. for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the father told me, he said, that's what a father's love is. Yeah. And so it was like, Oh, oh gosh. gosh, like I thought I knew. <laughs> your heart exploded. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Cause you think, <clears throat> you've got your mom in your life and you're like, okay, so that's yeah. what, it's probably the same thing. Right. And then all of a sudden like, no, this is totally different. Right. And so I would just encourage anybody who has those moments where you're just like, whoa, why did that affect me? Mm-hmm. Oh, hello. Right. Just like when you have a pain in your arm or in your foot <laughs> or something, you're like, oh, something's wrong. Pain tells you something's right. wrong. When mm-hmm. you, when you start to get weepy or get emotionally affected by something that you don't even, you can't even reason there's something there. So anyway, I just didn't didn't want us to blow past that without, I love the reprocessing being highlighted. And that's Mm -hmm. actually really good. What you said about the pain. Um, that's exactly why we have emotional pain. 
Yeah. And we have physical pain to tell us when something's wrong in the body. And, and we go immediately to the doctor to find out what it is. Yeah. But the <laughs> right. emotional right. pain, most people will think, I don't want to feel that. And they push it away, yeah. which is the opposite of what God wants them to do. It's mm-hmm. like, it's there. I want you to look at this. Mm-hmm. I just looked at it super practically. Right. Like the anxiety in my life was affecting my life. Yeah. And so I'm like, I, I don't just, like this. this needs to go away. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what I have to do to get past that. Let's right. do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And find some sort of a maintenance program, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? you know, cause just like, you know, physical activity, it, it took me 44 years to get fat. I'm not going to get unfat <laughs> in one year. Oh, but we know. always try, don't we? Yeah, we try. But you know what I'm saying? You got to, I'm working on my physical pain right now. <laughs> yes. But I think that's the thing we, we've got to start. We've got to find ourselves a process and find what works for us and then get help from people yeah. who, who can be the third party who can objectively say, well, I don't really know you, but obviously this is bothering, bothering you. you. you know? Highlighting yes. why you're feeling yes. that pain. Yeah. yeah, And actually what you mentioned is we call it secondary trauma. Mm. Mm. You know, the first, you know, the what we usually think of is we think of, you know, abuse, right? Torture, right. war things, car, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. car wrecks. But the secondary are the things that we don't have that we really mm. need to thrive. And you mentioned one. Um, you know, neglect is one. And mm. so how I understand that is anything that God intended for us to have. Yeah, that's when good. He created us. If it's not there, wow. we will be wounded. Right. So things like God intended for us to have was, uh, acceptance, yes. belonging, yes. nurture. And so comfort, we need those to thrive. Identity protection. So the absence thereof is a wound. Wow. Yes, it is. It's good. Uh Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. So, okay, so that does bring us to narcissism. It certainly does. Like, how does that... Because many people, um, I mean, a lot of the abuse that comes from there can be with words Mm -hmm. or withdrawal of things. And Mm so uh, many people don't identify it, that maybe they've been through trauma. Wow. Yeah. You know? Wow. And it can, it's, it takes a long time to heal from that kind of abuse. Do you want me to give you a definition? Yeah. Now this is from the DSM-5. This is not my definition. Okay. And the DSM is the Diagnostic Manual of Mental okay. Disorders that we use okay. in my field. And we have it so that there will be, uh, that we're all doing the same thing. This okay. is why we diagnose this and like this. So we all have the, we all look at this and, and it's just helpful to mm-hmm. identify things. And I don't necessarily like it when people use it to label. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of my pet peeves right. um, because everybody's so different. Right. So I don't like that. But according to them, uh, narciss- now this is narcissistic personality disorder. Okay, It's a pervasive pattern of grandiosity in fantasy or behavior, need for admiration and lack of empathy beginning by early childhood and present in a variety of contexts. And then it lists nine different things. Okay. And for us to give a diagnosis, they have to have at least five okay. yes. of those I've in, heard that. in mm-hmm. order to have that. And what happens is out in the world, you know, we have these traits. And so if someone acts like that, we call them that, but we wouldn't necessarily diagnose them that it's way. more like narcissistic behavior versus... Yes. Yeah. And by the, by the way, we all... We have yeah, that sure. narcissistic right. behavior. Well, know? that's like if you look up, you know, cancer on Google. We all have it, apparently. I mean, you're <laughs> going to find. You're gonna, well, so you're going to find some symptom, and you're going to be like, "Oh, oh gosh, I guess this yeah. is what this is." Well, but you no, know, you're correct, mm-hmm. and there is. So I've been told some people are born with narcissistic personality disorder and it has to do with something in their brain. The amygdala in their brain is large. I don't know what it is bigger than everybody else. I don't, I don't know. Uh, And then because of what you just said, and that's like a very low percentile because of what you just said, how we grew up, we have these narcissistic traits because they're really kind of survival mechanisms, aren't they? Mm, I mean, they, yes, aren't they? Yeah. And that's an interesting statement you said that people are born with that how do they know that do they I, go I in and look at them when they're born i well, i know i think you know it's kind of what i have read mm-hmm. of course you can read stuff on both sides and it's such a massive topic that and it's a very loosely mm-hmm. used term and i don't know what i you know you, re, you come across so much stuff but i'm kind of mm-hmm. like you i think narcissists can change by the power of god mm-hmm. <laughs> well of, you know if it is from infancy mm-hmm. or if it's the 
developmental things, um, nature, what kind of hope do we have for change? It's such despair. Yes. If if you can't, that's, yeah. And I'm with so you. we do have opinions, but that's right. really difficult to right. prove. But if we can trace it, find certain similarities, which, by the way, we're beginning to have some good research on that, then there's hope. That's wonderful. You That's know? what, and I do believe, and, you know, we won't go that way, but um, that they can at least come back online to healthy, structured living with balance and boundaries, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, always submitted to God. But I want to talk about, because people really do get affected by narcissistic personality types, you know, or yes. those terms those those things that are coming at them and it causes a lot of damage and trauma Mm -hmm. so talk to us a little bit about the narcissistic type person and then i want to talk about the people who have been the victims of that so let's talk about that well sometimes when we think about narcissism we think of the uh the arrogance the grandiosity you know and um there's a portion of this where the person is very, very charismatic. They're mm-hmm. very well liked. And they're usually uh, pillars in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, people mm-hmm. admire them mm-hmm. and um, they know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And um, they can be very good con artists. Mm-hmm. But that's not everyone. Correct. There's some that are, that don't want the public limelight. Mm-hmm. And so this is all behind closed doors and there's a lot of, uh, insecurities inside, yeah, you know, and so their abuse is more covert. covert. Yes, high five on that one. <laughs> yes, covert. <laughs> yes. And then there's the person that's really mean, yeah, and aggressive, and um, they don't care. They yeah. just don't care. The the abusive narcissistic mm-hmm. um, type. Um, that's just in in being in the therapy world i started seeing a lot of women come across my chair that were just the descriptions of what they were calling and i'm not just going to say women i'm just going to say people because there are there were men and there were women Mm -hmm. that have been affected by this type Mm -hmm. and i have to say the men who are affected by the, the the narcissistic woman was vicious it was very vicious mm-hmm. and kind of caught me off guard a little bit but and we have fewer men that will speak about it exactly because still in our culture we have definitions of what a man is and what he should be able to do yep and if she is that They're fluid yeah <laughs> those definitions apparently are fluid <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but this term kept bubbling up. Oh, he's narcissistic or she's narcissistic. And so I, it, it sparred me onto this. I need to know what this is about. And so I just started getting really educated mm-hmm. and what came across my path was there is the passive aggressive covert narcissist. Mm-hmm. Then there was this thing called religious. It was like the world started, our culture started putting them in categories, but then they would all kind of bleed over. You know, mm-hmm. it was a little bit of covert, but a little bit of grandiosity, mm-hmm. you know, there was religious narcissism and then there was, you know, other types. So have, do you, have you experienced that? Have you seen that those different types? Not that I would say just this type. Okay. They usually, and there's Bleed a lot over. of different parts mm-hmm. in there and I don't necessarily, it's not really useful to me to categorize them like mm-hmm. that, you know, but, um, yes, you will see it in different ways. And, um, it always ends up the same. Right. You so know, um, I'm the center of the universe and yours. Right. So that yeah. is the overarching theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I will not be controlled. You know, it was is mm-hmm. kind of something they run with. Yes. And then take that back to what you said, the fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've heard uh, one doctor before refer to it as a, a frightened little six-year-old. Yeah. That's been traumatized somewhere. Mm-hmm. And is desperately... Um, trying to get what they need, um, but there it's a push up. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. it's it's like get away and then jerk you back. Don't leave. Yes, me. but they're not saying it like that. Yes, they're doing it in other words. And so, anytime they perceive, and remember, we talked about threat mm-hmm. is in the eyes of the beholder. Anytime they perceive a threat, that instantly kicks in, mm-hmm. and they start fighting, and that's the way they fight. 
Interesting. You know, it all it all goes back to child childhood. Hmm. How they were, because the the um, push pull the you know uh, they would say what I call care. They're calling control. Mm-hmm. They're trying to care, mm-hmm. and they're feeling control. Yeah, so if you're not doing what I want, you don't care about me. Yes, you don't love me. Yes, mm-hmm. and they don't. It would seem as if they when they got questioned, if they, if if something was brought to the table and they were questioned, they felt threatened. Mm-hmm. That and why do you always make a big deal out of everything? Yes, that type of thing. <laughs> yes, can't and you take a joke? I didn't mean that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Can't you laugh at yourself? Yes, all the time. Yes, all the time for all sentences time. that all of the people in my world. It, so I was seeing this pattern mm-hmm. happening. And then there was this gaslighting. That's exactly what I was doing. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Until and I found a term it. about that's it. Right I was thing. like, that's called gaslighting, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I, and I don't know if we, we, I mentioned this, but then there was like this thing called trauma bond. Mm. And and I don't know if trauma bond is the similar as Stockholm syndrome, but it was like they, they knew being in a relationship was abusive, but like they just couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. They need me. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, um, and I'm going to talk about men and women. I'm going to yep. separate okay. it out. You know, um, men are the majority of them are, but we, as you said, women are. But um, for this, I'll do that. Okay, talk about that. Um, usually, when they present in the office, you know, it's usually a marriage. Yeah, and wives love their husbands. That's what we're supposed you know, to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have good connection there. They usually have children. Mm-hmm. And they really do. They want to be, and I'm putting quotes around it, Christian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do the right thing and give them chances. And many times it's made worse at church with uh, being told, well, you just need to do this or you need to do that. Because remember, a lot of it's covert. Right. And, so and you just need to sane. forgive. Yes. And, and so they are working so hard. Mm-hmm. And there's an underlying um, you know, thought in them and belief is up. Oh, I just work harder if yes. I just. And they're also hearing that from their husband. Yes. If you would just do this, this yes. would be better, or it wouldn't even happen. Right. If you would just change. Yes. So we have emotional ties too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, and you don't want to expose anything because mm-hmm. you just you yeah. know you just make it work. Yeah. I don't want to say I want to say that because I promised him I wouldn't talk to people about it. You know, because that's not good for our marriage. Right. And so there is a difference between. Um, secrecy and privacy, by the way. Oh, that's good. You know, and this is something um, that a lot of people don't understand, but they, they need to. I think it's important. Say it. The yeah. secrecy is when all the sin, and I'm going to call it mm-hmm. sin, mm-hmm. is in hiding. And it's not being confronted or dealt with. Oh, my goodness. That's you know? so good. And so secrets have a lot of power. And they will end up controlling us mm-hmm. and the environment around us because we're having to re- react to them and through them all the time. And privacy is when it comes out into the open mm-hmm. somewhere, whether that's a counseling office or close friends, but with trustworthy people Safe in people. order to get help, then it becomes private. Wow. That's yeah. good. And then it's protected and guarded there. And healed. Yeah. Hopefully, he yeah, and prayed yes. over, and that's good. Have you ever? Did you ever hear that? No, I like that. I do. Too. I, like I like that, that too. That's I'm totally that, that came it. from God. Oh, oh. then that I'm not taking so it. It's, it's, it's fair use <laughs> policies know, okay, now. So that was God. not mine. It came from wisdom. That came from him. She's passing the wisdom that's on, good. and we get to now highlight it and yeah. spotlight mm-hmm. it. So you can use it. Anything he says to you, you can use. Oh, I love You know, it's funny. I used to work at a Christian bookstore, and I remember. Literally, I was like 19, 18 years old. And I remember thinking, how did you copyright the Bible? (laughs) (laughs) How is that a thing? (laughs) I just remember just going, wait, 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 what? How does Zondervan own that? That's weird. I thought God wrote that. (laughs) I will say it's, in my experience, I have not, and my experience is limited, I mean that. But in my experience with this, I've not ever had 
a narcissist that sought the help just on their own. Usually they're drugged there or they're, <laughs> or they're usually, found out there, I would think. They're usually made to or there is the threat of losing yeah. everything I have. Yeah. And that, which is true with addicts, too, by the way. Oh, OK. Um, they usually go in because, you know, mm-hmm. what they're telling me is they made me. Yeah. yeah, it's right. like getting caught in adultery yeah. versus fe- fessing up in adultery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, which, it's like it's always like, I mean, you got caught. You know, or do you really care? Or are you just trying to avoid mm-hmm. stuff? Right. That's such a hard. Yeah. Thing. It's hard, and it's usually the first step for most people. Yeah, mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? so that doesn't bother me too much. Yeah, right. Because I know, okay, this is really opportunity. Right. Yeah. And so you begin there with giving those uh, what are called invitations mm-hmm. to responsibility. Wow. You know, and once they begin to pick that up, mm-hmm. um, and, and they can pretty quick because if, you know, if we're asking what kind of husband do you want to be, mm. you know, what kind of man do you want to be? Mm. So they begin to own that and they begin to tell you, and then you have this, okay, does this fit that? Are you sure that's what you want? Wow. So if we can begin to get them to fight for what they really right. are saying, and you know. It, do um, they get? Do they have the ability to do an autopsy on themselves and go? I'm not responding this way. They can be taught to. They can be taught to. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of what this is. You know, we learn to do it, mm-hmm. and so that's actually good news because mm-hmm. anything yes, we learn can be unlearned right. and relearned. And what we do know is there can be a commonality between people. They have a, a childhood enti- of entitlement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we also know that our, our media in this country is not conducive right. to healthy people. Right. And probably one of the best platforms for narcissism is Facebook. Right. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then there's another one. And I heard this on a, a, a seminar, a webinar that I heard from um, Dr. David Hawkins mm-hmm. a while back. And he said they were finding connection with easy credit. Hmm. Really? I want something, I get it. Mm. Ooh. And yeah, that makes surprised sense. me. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can give a, yeah. mm-hmm. that makes a lot of it's sense. Because we live in that world today. It's like, I don't understand. You don't have the money, but you just went and bought a thing. Yeah. Yes. Like I can't. How did that happen? Can't mm-hmm. practically yeah. figure that out. Because yeah. in my world, I mm-hmm. still have to pay for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Somewhere I got to pay for yes. this. Yeah. And there can be a deer in the headlight. Look, if you say yeah. that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like, what do oh, you mean? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Uh, or, yeah, things will show up, and I'm like, how'd this like happen? Like, I wanted it. Right. And I had the ability to get it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, so, so with, but, like, other other disorders, personality disorders, um, there is medication. Is there medication for oh, narcissism? Take a pill, and they'll go away. Well, I... Well, and I'm not... I, no. am, the, I am not a proponent of meds, period. Right, right. But mm-hmm. just thinking of, like, ADHD and and uh, depression and stuff like there's a whole pharmaceutical wing mm-hmm. but i've never heard of well i'm a narcissist so i take this exapropopoline exanarcissosoline i heard of that one Maybe that is, one i told her marcia this i said because <laughs> i you know i've had those same questions and i what I, the sentence i ran across was narcissism is the only sickness if we're in relationship mm-hmm. it's the only sickness that you have that puts me in the hospital yes. yeah because it's the victim ends up going, is something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And that's where I love how you you're dovetailing this and we haven't even talked about it because now I want to flip to the victim side because mm-hmm. it puts me in the counseling chair. It puts me in the doctor going, I am so depressed. I'm spinning out. I am always on my toes. I'm trying to figure out what is going mm-hmm. on. And she's anxious all the time yeah. on eggshells. Yeah, and, you know? and then subconsciously she's like, Okay, see if I do this, this is going to happen. If I do that, this is going to happen. Okay, which is the better of the two evils? Well, mm-hmm. I had I had my counselor diagnose, not diagnose, but say I think you might be dealing with a narcissist <laughs> <laughs> from me being there mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just hearing the interactions and stories that drove me to certain right. conversations. Right. So I'm like, yes. wow, that's just crazy. So the mm-hmm. only pill for a narcissist is boundaries. <laughs> I mean, that, I'm just saying that just worked in that. Well, that means they have, have to, to accept, accept them. Those. Yeah. Oh, the best, yeah. the best yeah. defense Remind me against narcissism yeah. is exit. Yes. There so you go. That means, <laughs> and it may not necessarily mean out of the house either. Right. Could, it, it but it may, may not you know, be. If there's mm-hmm. abuse that's very harmful that you can't mm-hmm. really stand up under, mm-hmm. then sometimes the separating mm-hmm. while one gets healthier is, is 
a must. Yeah, a must. It's a must. Know. Yeah. Uh, but what I mean by that is, if someone starts a tirade, you immediately get up. Yeah. You leave the room. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. Or if they begin the gaslighting, you just kind of look at them. So I'm not doing this. You turn around and walk off. Yeah. It's like you don't ever take the hook. Mm. the invitation to come in and let's dance and play mm. except you don't know the rules and only I can they're know always them. changing mm-hmm. and whatever so you cool. hand back in defensiveness will be taken and formed into a weapon to use against you oh Marsha that is so yes. good and so anything I, I read this not too long ago anything you say can and will be used against you uh-huh. in a court of law well, yeah <laughs> yeah and in a court of here. them yes yeah. in a court of them that is so good because I, I love the analogy of the dance. You know, you get led into this dance, but you don't know the steps and the rules are always changing. And if you mess it up, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. And it leads, it leaves you in this, is it cognitive dissonance where you yes. don't know mm-hmm. what is right, wrong, what are, what is his thoughts, mm-hmm. what are her, my thoughts. You, you get, you, it's like you don't have your own mind mm-hmm. brain mm-hmm. because yeah it, we're all we all have that i call it my knower uh-huh, yeah that god gave me mm-hmm. and we all have it we just know when something's mm-hmm. off yeah. or not right but think about this if you're taught from the time you're little mm-hmm. that that's not what it is mm-hmm. it's like somebody comes along and begins to knock that off uh-huh and you can still you'll still be kind of be bothered but these are the people that love me. Oh my God. And I trust them to take oh care of me, which many times gets transferred to a spouse. Mm-hmm. And so when that's off, it is off. Yeah. And we begin to doubt our judgment. And then we begin, after a while, we begin to believe it. Uh-huh. It is me if I would only do this or that. Mm-hmm. And so the recovery um, is so important for the person that's been harmed to be in a place that's really healthy with people Mm -hmm. that that when they're learning boundaries and they're learning this they have to be able to say well this is what i did is that okay yes they will do that is that okay and i'll say yes yeah or they'll say they said this to me and i was really angry I said, well, I'm bad too right now, just listening to them. I go, really? <laughs> you mean I can be angry? It's I like say, you yes. give them validation. Yes. Because they don't have, validation. They have not had that, you know, which yeah. validation says, Rachel, I see you. I know. And you matter. I know. And so in this kind of environment, nobody matters mm. but the narcissist. And you only matter if I can get what I want through you. Wow. And the moment I can't get what I want from you. Then you're now it. the problem. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's it really good, hurt, isn't it? Hurts there's, the heart. Well, there's it? just you know you look at this stuff and you can replay stuff in your own life. You and, can, and you just think, my gosh. Yeah. Because, I mean, how many decisions or choices? I feel pretty confident. I I feel like I've recognized the ones I've made that mm-hmm. are a direct result of dealing with that. But uh, I think of so many people who especially if you're married to that mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. like that yeah. sounds torturous to me yeah i have you had victims of narcissism say am i the narcissist have you had the, like i think it, yeah i have okay yeah. not very often yeah it's like but but they're told they are right i've heard that too and i'm like you're so not yeah you're, you're so not. Yeah, and you're so selfish. You only yeah. think about yourself. They're yeah. really describing themselves as, yeah. they, as they projecting yeah. onto you. And they really they now the the one that does the covert. Now this is I want you to think about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and they only do it behind closed doors. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why don't they do it out? Right. Uh-huh. They know. It's because they know. Yep. Oh, wow. So, and this pretty often happens when it goes to extreme to domestic abuse. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, I've heard this before. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I don't hit her there because they'll see it when she goes uh-huh. out, which tells me, yes, I know fully what I'm, I'm doing. doing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm planning it. Right. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Have I got a story for you? <laughs> right it's no. so. <laughs> It's so, I, I, people are, 
begging for this healthy understanding and wisdom because they're I can sit here and think just give a list of and I would tell Anna I'm up to like 13 women in my world that they're just going I am going crazy and Mm -hmm. with the covert narcissist is what I was seeing a lot of it was like I've been with him for 15 years I've been with him for and it's like how did I not see this how did I not recognize this well you know, we women have those dreams mm-hmm. of marriage and yeah. and we we both, this happens on both sides mm-hmm. when we meet, you know, we're presenting our our best, best face. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. putting our best foot yeah. forward and we don't usually show those things. Right. You know. Now, um sometimes later mm-hmm. as healing is happening happening, people can look back and begin to see some things, but it's pretty common in the beginning. It's not that big a deal. Right. It's almost like grooming. Right. And it's like they, they're they forgiven, yeah. you know, and they actually defend, you know, they didn't understand. So they're trying their best right. to give them the benefit right. of the doubt. So right. those are all, those are good traits to right. have, right? Right. Because we're told we were supposed to become one, mm-hmm. you know, so you do your best to mm-hmm. give a little in this area, thinking they're giving a little... But all the, mm-hmm. all the while, it's like, I also heard this in s- sentence, narcissism is the only, is it's like, I'm constantly exhaling and you're constantly <laughs> inhaling. It's <laughs> my air. Yeah. You're constantly mm-hmm. taking my, like literally taking my breath mm-hmm. and I'm trying to breathe life into something that's God's wanting to change and to let go because do you see, cause it's, it's kind of a codependent relationship. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it is. It's codependent. And so there's mm-hmm. something fueling it. And there's something taking the fuel. Mm-hmm. And so talk about the codependent side a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to put another word to okay. it. And uh, I have someone that calls codependency relationship, relational idolatry. Wow. You know, which kind of hits me right in the face. Me too. So if I'm doing something dependent on somebody else, but out of fear wow. on how it's going to, in other words, it's all this thinking's going on here we're not even aware of it Mm -hmm. it's like that is more important at times than what god is showing me to do or how to take care of myself yep yep. but that doesn't mean we know it right you know and and if i learn growing up that i'm supposed to take care of my environment yes and make sure everything's okay because i'm really praised for that yes i've gotten a lot of kudos doing that and you're really good at it and good at it and i'm Mm -hmm. gifted at Mm -hmm. it and so i'm going to do that i'm going to keep doing that and but if you get into an environment where it's harmful and someone is mean and passive aggressive about it it begins to hurt yeah you know and that's not a healthy thing anyway if it's out of balance right so we're going to have to look at that but sometimes it's what begins to bring those things out the ways we've coped in life that weren't healthy relationship idolatry that was so me Hmm. I mean I and I've done it for years best friends you know if you come into my life it's all because my love language is quality time so I'm going to give you time and I want to spend time with you and it ends up putting this person as an idol in my life Mm -hmm. so then when they don't meet my uh, expectations, expectations I feel rejected yes and realizing and gone through as far as inner healing and the memory mm-hmm. and brain spotting, realizing that God is the only one that's going to be on the throne of my life. Mm-hmm. And, but the whole time I'm like, Oh, he is, he is, he is, yeah, he's there. And, and, and he's really going, no, no, mm-hmm. he's not, I'm not. And him now recognizing that deficit in me and constantly going before God and say, I only want you on the throne of my life. I only want to be in the center of your heart. And then for a relationship idolater mm-hmm. <laughs> or I idol idolizer, mm-hmm. whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, Relational idolatry. Yeah. And we really all do that if we seek any kind of value apart from God. Right. So we have approval things, performance yes. things. And most people don't realize that I've learned in the counseling room. And we Christians, you know, we're taught to serve, mm-hmm. to love, mm-hmm. and to some that means at my expense always, 
or or they're trained not to recognize Mm -hmm. it. But actually, when we're doing that, we're doing it out of fear. That is so good. And not love. And I I think there's only two motives. Fear It's my opinion. And it's either fear or love. Mm -hmm. And most people, and this is important, Jeremy, in processing, we have to know what our motives are, Mm. what our meaning system is, because we operate in life through our meaning. Mm -hmm. And if our focus is on the other person and what they're doing, we will never be able to heal because we have no control over what someone else does, but only on how we react or respond. And we can't respond if we're reacting all the time. Right. You You said something about... um, those things that we're seeking as, you know, a codependent or relationship idolater is really I'm seeking validation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it comes all the wrong ways. If mm-hmm. I'm seeking validation out of my behavior or for some women, they get that validation because there's been sexual trauma in their history. So they think the only validation they can get is mm-hmm. through getting attention from a man sexually. Mm-hmm. And that has a whole litany of, traumas laced with it so that I have recently learned how important validation is in God uh, reorganizing and putting him you know me allowing him to be on the throne of my life recognizing that I didn't really like myself that much Hmm. and and learning self-love and self-care healthy in the heart of the father like I love you but I love me more because it helps me love you loving others as you love yourself love God Mm -hmm. and love others as you love yourself we get that backwards I think we love God we think but we're actually loving others and we don't really care about ourselves Mm -hmm. so it I'm loving you that the best that I can I'm like ouch Mm -hmm. that hurts Mm -hmm. you know she's loving me Mm -hmm. and and that's actually kind of it's it's interesting because when we're healthy and we've taken care of ourselves we can actually leave ourselves alone Talk and, about that. And actually serve and minister more. It's because I know my own thoughts. I know my hmm. own needs. I know my emotions. I know how what I'm really thinking and feeling. Wow. So I'm not covering up or I'm not being mindful. Oh, I can't say that because they may not like me. Yes. It's like I'm 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 present with myself and with mm-hmm. God. That's good. And I know what that is. And so it's almost I can leave it. I can leave it and now I can, you know. Wow. So trying to meet your need, a victim coming out of that, she's going to, it like knowing her own self is going to be foreign to her Yes, or him or him. him. I know I caught myself or him. (laughs) It is. It's going to feel weird. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel like, is this okay? Mm -hmm. Like you saying, yes, it is okay. Yes. It's a, it's a retraining. Um, um, a simple question is when you're sitting with something, someone or doing something, are you there with them or is your mind somewhere else on what you have to do Mm. or, where you need to go and most people will say well it's usually always somewhere else and I say then you're not present in the mm-hmm. moment and mm-hmm. that's how you can know are you present right here right wow. now so we begin that trainer how I like to do it is mm-hmm. teach them even how to ground to their environment talk about that and that's through all the different senses mm-hmm. you know like I would look around in here and I may focus on just one thing mm-hmm. but when I focus on it like I'm going to look at that door and I'm going to look at the color, mm-hmm. the grains that I see in it, mm-hmm. um, maybe what a door does, the knob. So I'm really making myself be here and yeah. be present with that. Mm-hmm. And or you can do it. You can look around, find everything red or you can just oh. sit uh, many times in the counseling room. We'll close our eyes and say, tell me what you're hearing. Mm-hmm. Pick out the different sounds and they will begin to do it. And then sometimes we take it inside. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your body. Do you have any aches and pains in there? Mm -hmm. What are you feeling? Mm -hmm. Look at your breathing. So there are exercises you can do to keep yourself present. Uh, Some call it being mindful. Uh Yeah, I've heard that. And that also works the same in what I'm thinking and feeling. Wow. Because we can tell ourselves lies. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't really care what he said. It wasn't that big a deal, and in my heart, uh-huh. I'm so hurt. I'm broken. Or as you mentioned, Jeremy, I'm watching something, and all of a sudden, something comes up inside, and I feel teary, and I push it away. But when you're present, it's like, where's God? Where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So God's present with you all the time, all the time, and that's where we have relationship with Him. I yeah. I 
have used the word integration. It's where he's really he's I'm really centered, focused on him, and he's integrating my spirit, soul, and body. You're becoming wholehearted. Becoming wholehearted, mm-hmm. and it really started. And this would get us into a whole other topic with the book, um, "The Body Keeps Score." Yes, it's and a good book. It's a good book. Marsha yeah. recommended "The Body Keeps Score," mm-hmm. so and that could be a whole other podcast. So we are rounding out. Is there anything you want to leave us with, like a nugget or something that? You know, well, I have not thought of that ahead of time, but always, always, I want people to know there's hope. Mm-hmm. You do not have to live like that. Mm-hmm. And you can be free and you can heal yep. and you can uh, learn to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And so don't don't give up. That's you good. know, find find just one person that gets it. And that can be a support system and then begin to build it. Right. And don't stop asking for help because it's, it's out there. It's your lifeline. Yeah. It's your lifeline. Mm -hmm. And God will bring people across your path, safe people. He does. And he's, he's famous for those divine appointments. (laughs) He does it. (laughs) He does it all the time. Well, you have been that in my life. Oh, thank you. And I honor that. I'm so grateful Mm. for you and your wisdom and knowledge. Mm. And I hope that you get something out of this podcast. In fact, I know you will get something out of this. This, Please, please, please share this. Get this information out. Um, subscribe and download this. Text it to a friend. But I just want you to know I love you. And we will see you next time.